Alrighty, so this is Weird Crafts Chit Chat episode 3, and tonight I'm sitting here with a good friend of mine, Beverly Downen, and uh, we're just going to jump into what it is that she does and um, who she is as a person. Whoa, those are some deep, deep questions. <laughs> you didn't know that this was a whole like crazy <laughs> in-depth interview? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I uh, oh, look at my watch. I gotta go. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> been kidding. here five minutes. <laughs> um, well, it's super nice to be here. Thank you so much for the invite. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, and I got to check out your shop too, yeah. which is super awesome. Where's Brett? <laughs> He's he had an appointment with a beer with a friend down down downtown. So yeah, he's not here today. But I'm sure that if you uh, talk to him, he'd be he'd be uh, up for coming down. Yeah, we gotta, get him, yeah. gotta get him down here. He's yeah, yeah. gonna get his uh, cuff now. Yes. So <laughs> it like took eight months. <laughs> I know life gets so busy. <laughs> Alrighty, so um, yeah, we'll just start with uh, my little notes here. Yeah, sure. Um, just a little brief introduction of who you are, both as an artist and outside of con. All right. Well, um, so I have a little cosplay um side gig thing that i really would love to do full time of course like everybody else but um i've been doing uh i've been making things um since 2014 when uh my family and i or my my husband and my two stepkids we went to rose city comic-con for the first i know it's my favorite it's my favorite it's, too it rose really city is. is like it's my favorite it's like a small town or it's like a city that think that feels like a small town it's just the vibe there is just so great um, so we went there, not really knowing what Comic-Con was. Um, we were just looking for something to do with the kids on the weekend, and we had a free Saturday afternoon, and so we went and bought, it might have been a Sunday too, um, we bought some tickets and went, and it was really funny. I love telling this part of the story, but we got, we were getting ready. I was like, what do you wear to this? kind of thing like oh well I guess I'll wear just like jeans and t-shirts probably you That's know literally what whatever. I did yeah, the exactly. first time it yeah. was like a band shirt or right. something <laughs> we didn't dress up at all yeah. but my stepson Zach he was six and or six or so seven and he was like well can I can I wear my Darth Vader mask and bring my my lightsaber and um I was like, well, sure, if you want to be the weird one out of all of us. And, okay, that's fine. I didn't say that out loud. I was just thinking <laughs> in my head, like, okay, fine, whatever. Sure, you do you. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Nerd. And then we showed up, and about, like, 30 seconds after we arrived, Brett and I were like, this is awesome. What is happening? What, what have we been missing out on? What is this? <laughs> yeah, I seriously, I, 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 I was... Looking around at everyone, seeing all of their costumes, seeing all the love and the heart and the soul that like obviously went into these handmade costumes or store-bought costumes, it didn't matter. Everyone was in a great mood. There were families there. There were um, grown-ups there. There were old folks there. There were like Star Wars droids everywhere. It's like my favorite. So we were, Brett and I were totally geeking out on all of the different fandoms that were there. We just could not believe our eyes. And of course the kids, you know, they thought it was Halloween and they loved it too. So we left thinking this is the only time this ever happens is right here in Portland. This is the weirdest thing ever, but we love it and we want to come back next year. <laughs> thinking that the only time we could do that again was going to be in a year because it only happens once a year. Yeah, little did we know it was, you know, definitely not just one time a year. <laughs> so those were my humble beginnings into what the Wait, heck is this? Wait, you say 2014? Yeah. 
that was mine too. Really? I think so. Wow. I think I went. I think it was 2013, 14. Did you dress up? No. Oh, you know what I think it was? I think it was 2013. Okay. Because that was in the fall. And then that was <laughs> Rose City. And then what happened is I went. I went and pretty much everything that you just said there was like exactly <laughs> what happened to me. <laughs> um, I was just walking around in a band, I think a band shirt or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, I got to get into this. Like, this is, this is yeah. amazing. I have no choice now. This yeah, is my life now. This yeah. is my life. <laughs> and then I think the following spring was like Wizard World mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I first went as Thor. And then oh that was like 2014. So like around the same time. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I never thought of that. I bet if I went through pictures from that year, I bet maybe we have pictures of you. Go through like old albums. Oh yeah, yeah I'm I, sure. I took... Before we knew, before we knew you guys. Right. Because <laughs> I've noticed, like, even when I go to cons now, like, I take less photos uh-huh. than I did like my first time that I went. I was taking so many photos, like ev- that whole day. I oh, was yeah. just like, "This is amazing," and I'm yeah. taking a picture of this. And oh, can yeah. I get a photo with you? And uh-huh. like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. But now it's like I don't have pockets. Oh right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta make, you gotta install those pockets. Well, I love, I love the cons now because of the experience, and I look forward to seeing friends there it's like going to a family reunion like multiple times a year i just i love it so i i also try to take photos of people lots of selfies and Mm -hmm. and, um you know when you finally see the person that has been working on this thing for months and months or even just like two weeks or what are you following them yeah i'm like oh my gosh i can't believe i get to see this in person this is amazing let me get up in there in that costume and look at all those details (laughs) i love that um, but yeah, so 2014, that was the beginning of, of the rest of, the rest of it. Ever, yeah. ever, ever since then. Yeah, ever since then. <laughs> Just been kind of. I could not stop. So after that con, after Rose City, and we were all like, we need to come back. My, um, my stepdaughter said, okay, will you help me? Will you teach me how to sew enough so that I can make Tariel? And from the Hobbit, from right? the Hobbit. Yeah. Yes. And um, I had been, we had been trying to get her into the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit like for years. So I was, I was, I was very, very excited about this. And also my mom taught me how to, how to sew. And so to be able to teach her how to use the sewing machine how old was, was a she super, super great experience. She was, um, she might've been 14, 13 or 14. Um, so it was super great, and I'm her stepmom, and so we got to bond over that, and that was that meant a lot to me. It was very, very cool. So I helped her with that, and then we were like, oh, well, let's make something for my husband. So um, I think there was an X-Men movie that had just come out. Um, so X-Men was like, he loves a Wolverine, and so do I. And, um, and so we were looking, I can't remember which movie it was, um, but he wanted to be Magneto. It's like, okay. I saw this this video online uh, about this, you know, how to make a helmet out of foam. It looks like, you know, these fo- floor mats. And it turned out it was Bill, um, not Bill, it was uh, Evil Ted's web um, video on how oh. to make a helmet, how yeah, to make yeah, a foam yeah, yeah. helmet. Yeah. Um, and listeners, if you, ha- if you don't know who Evil Ted is, Evil Ted Smith, you need to go look him up because he is like the granddaddy of all There's cosplay so foam many related. different helms and oh my gosh, all sorts he's of stuff. got patterns and videos. And so his video was my first video that I that I saw of um, how to make anything out of foam. 
So I made a helmet for him, and then I just sort of kept going and made the rest of the costume. I made um, Magneto from the Days of Future Past for him. Wait. Yes. Or was it The Last Stand? This is terrible, this is one Travis. Of, one of, I cannot <laughs> remember which movie that was from. Uh, Brett was somebody with a helmet. Who knows? Yeah, he was Magneto. <laughs> he, looked, he looked hot. It was good. Um, and then they convinced me to make uh, Jean Grey. It's like that red costume. Where from the Last Stand, which nobody likes that movie, but I loved that costume, so I didn't care. It was fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was really that was really cool. And I, we all went together. Oh, Zach, who was seven at that time, wore a onesie Wolverine store-bought costume because he was probably going to be rolling around on the floor, and we wanted him to be comfortable and not get too itchy. So that was a great idea. Yeah. So that was our first. Going I, together to, to a con. I've seen oh, photos yeah. of you guys like at the <laughs> in the Brett as you know Magneto right. and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I, have you ever taken those costumes back to any cons? Um, I wear the Jean Grey costume once in a while. Yeah, I was because say, I, I mean I, I love remember it. seeing. I think I did see Brett in person. But I could just be confusing that with photos that I see now. Right. So I'm just yeah. like, oh. And I know he doesn't wear it. Like, that was probably just a one-time thing. Like he, he, I think he wore it twice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he wore it twice. Once to Emerald City for sure, because um, there are some pictures of him in it. And, uh, um, and then definitely Rose City. But, yeah. We, we quickly found that um, he loves to be behind the camera. Yeah. Um, and it's just... It turns out it's way more fun to have uh, to have that uh, me in costume, and that's my focus. And his focus is photography. It works out really well for me. <laughs> Go check out Down in Photography, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Instagram, Facebook. Are yeah, Down in Photography. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm Down in Creative Studios pretty much everywhere, and he's you can find Down in Photography on everywhere as well. Yeah, he takes some amazing shots. We've done a few shoots. Yeah. Like I, I love his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Brett. <laughs> um, so speaking of down in Creative Studios, how did that, so was that like kind of what sparked you to start that? Or was that just a cosplay page? I know now it's kind of evolved into something a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I I remember like I, I was agonizing over like everyone has these cool cosplay names and they're like one word and or two cool words and like how does he you know I was at the time I, I think like Ivy Doom Kitty was somebody I just discovered I was like that I like that name but I don't know that doesn't really fit with what with you know I don't know I'm not cool enough for that kind of name and what am I gonna do so I was like okay I had another friend who um, had a had a design company and he had like the studios part of it and incorporated into his name I was like okay I'll just that sounds great. I feel like I could, if I needed to pivot away from costuming and making like whatever it is I'm going to be doing, if I wanted to pivot away from that, I could still use down in creative studios as something else, like launching into something else. It wouldn't, it wouldn't get dated, I guess. Like if I wanted to break away from that, it can be whatever you it want. It could be whatever I it's want. Yeah, you creating right in exactly. a studio. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so that's where that came from, and it was really. I was like, okay, I'll do this for now, and then maybe I'll change my mind about it later. And now it's just what it is. Um, so yeah, I think I'm kind of stuck with it. <laughs> yeah. The um, 
so you've made a ton of stuff over the five years yeah five years yeah it's crazy (laughs) um just looking at all of the well since i've known you too like Mm -hmm. i mean you did the wasp Mm -hmm. you did um hella hell yeah i was i was literally (laughs) thinking of the name i was like trying to remember the name i was projecting it into your your mind (laughs) um like hella would do yeah yeah and you know you did all the greek Oh um, yeah, the, my Athena. The Athena, mm-hmm. um, which I'm super into Greek mythology, so I was like, like freaking out over that for a while. Um, so was I. All the that photography really of that, like that whole shoot, like just between Brett and probably Lance, right? Yes, Lance. He was did... in here today, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, he swung by. Oh, he's awesome. He's yeah. a great photographer. He's fun to work with too. Um, uh, yeah, support your photographers, everybody. He's he's a great one. Um, I don't know if you saw the cover of uh, Vibrant Magazine recently. Yes, um, I saw you post that. Adam Kupka from Kupka Photos. He is an insane, um, he's just so, such a wonderful photographer, but his composite work is just, just blows me away. It looks like, like it was like the one where you're kind of, it almost like looks like the a cliff. cliff. Yeah. yeah, it looks like straight out of Game of Thrones, but... I was picturing era. like uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey oh, and yeah, stuff like that exactly. too. I was just yeah. like, "Oh, this is amazing!" Like, I am getting chills right now just thinking <laughs> about that beautiful photo. Yeah, I was very honored. And you know, the thing that I appreciate him about him and every photographer I've ever worked with is um, talking to them about what it is that I would love to maybe focus on. And so for that particular photo, I was talking to Adam. I was like, you know, everyone's getting from the front, which is awesome but this cape have you seen this cape it's, it's it is epic, amazing epic. Oh. i worked really hard on that cape it's like asymmetrical and i was really like how long did it take wanna... that cape took me um it took me a, a few days to work out and then i kind of was like i wasn't really happy with the the pleating on it because mm. i wanted it to be a little bit more structured and i'm not a seamstress at all i definitely make it up and if i can fit it through my sewing machine without breaking the needle i feel like that's a success so that's like <laughs> that's that was my whole experience with uh with that with that cape so if you flipped my seams on that cape um, i'm sure that someone could teach me a thing or two about how to do it a little bit better next time but it worked so i took it all apart um, a couple of times just to get that pleating correct because i really wanted the, that asymmetrical look um just to I don't know. I had a vision in my mind. That costume was the first one that wasn't screen accurate to anything. It was straight out of my own brain. And I did so that, that was all a self-designed concept. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought, I yeah. thought you were going off of, I mean, not anything in particular, but I thought it was like pieces of stuff that you had just kind of gone from. Well, um, or like a version take on, a certain character or or you know somebody in history through greek mythology or anything well i like guess that. it kind of was so you kind of were just yeah. going your own on athena so i wanted yeah. to so i kind of flip-flopped okay so let me back up just yeah, a, just a it. smidge go for it <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know my work or is familiar with it i like to do super crazy screen accurate to almost a fault um costumes and i was asked by Marvel to make uh, a, um, a replica the of the Wasp from Ant-Man and the Wasp. That, yeah. We'll get back to it. Yeah. Um, but after that, um, that was for Marvel Becoming, which is a online web series about 
cosplayers making stuff. But yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But that, I spent so much time um, just agonizing over every tiny little detail and every tiny tiny little stitch. I do the same. It kind of broke stuff. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's yeah. like once you have put your entire heart and soul times a hundred <laughs> into something, like I needed a break from that. So I, I said, you know, instead of doing another screen, screen accurate replica of something, I'm gonna do something I haven't done before and I'm gonna make something up and I'm just gonna do it. Here I go, I'm just gonna start. Just gonna like go. I, yeah, and I, I wanted to make a, I wanted a helmet, like a Spartan helmet with a bread plume and that was the beginning of it. <laughs> and so I started with that, I was like, okay, I, I will want, I will make a pattern based on whatever it is that I um, create on this little head form that I, that I have. Um, and then um, I'll just we'll just see where this goes. And I did a lot of research on Athena and goddesses and armored goddesses and um, pulled a whole bunch of elements of that. I went with the Athena um, kind of theme because I love the the owl that she, the, is attributed yeah. to her yeah, and Athena, the yeah. and the Aegis, which is the snakes and Medusa, mm -hmm. which is a super tragic story for Medusa. Actually, it's not. Yeah. It's not super I wonderful. I studied Greek and Roman yeah, mythology so you know, for like, like four if, years. <laughs> if you look into it, even just briefly to understand Medusa's story, it's kind of like she kind of got blaming. the uh, yeah. yeah got the the short end of the stick there. She totally did. <laughs> so, but I I loved the Aegis idea, and there was a shield that I saw that was designed for I think Henry the Fifth or Henry the Eighth. Someone will correct me on this, um, but it was just gorgeous and. I wanted to do something like that. So it was very inspired by things that I had seen um, in others. So I grabbed a whole bunch of these elements and I just started creating stuff. Um, and I was using Thebra, which is a um, thermoplastic kind okay. of, I don't know if, have you ever worked with Thebra? No, I haven't. So have you worked with Warbla? Warbla, yeah. So, Based on your recommendations, actually. <laughs> really? I still got the pieces that you gave oh. me. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Um, but Thebra is a little bit different. It's. Uh, when it first came out, um, I feel like I'm sidebarring myself. Like I'm like three layers deep of sidebarring, but yeah. the, the Thebra was great to work with uh, because for this project, I wanted to have a lot of detail in the in the armor and I wanted it to be armor. I didn't want to carve out a whole bunch of foam. Um, I wanted to work in my dining room, which is where my workshop was. So I didn't want to have a whole bunch of dust. It was like winter time, it was cold. So I wanted to work inside. So the Thebra and the hot air, hot, um, the heat gun, um, was actually kind of nice yeah. uh, for my hands, so it wasn't chilly. But uh, so I used uh, silicone press molds that I bought on Amazon. They were just uh, cake decorating, like Baroque de cake de decorating silicone molds. If you look that up on Amazon, you'll find a whole bunch of stuff. And nothing sticks to silicone really. So Thebra certainly doesn't stick to silicone. And when you press Thebra into anything, it maintains a very smooth surface that you this don't is, have to sand. This is great. It's like yeah. helping people who are potentially starting stuff keep going. Exactly. <laughs> and so I hardly used any glue with that bodice piece because the Thebra sticks to itself really, really well. The activation temperature is super low. It's way lower than um, Warbla or um, any of the other thermoplastics. It's around, ugh, I think it's 140 degrees Fahrenheit, which is much lower than Warbla. Um, so that means that you can have very delicate details and hit it just slightly with uh, the heat gun and you can press those two pieces together and they will stay. And they'll just... Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah, that's cool. I, Wait, didn't you guys create something? I feel like I got something from you at like one of your booths, and it was like you put the two things together, and they don't ever come apart, or it's like. Oh, was that? Was that like? Hmm, I'm maybe. trying to remember what it was. I have, I have it still at my house. It's a. Oh. Uh, what does it look like? I, I, it's a little package of like. <laughs> It's like you stick the two foam pieces together or something. I feel was that like... Cosbond? Yes. Oh, okay. That. Is that... Yeah, I probably gave you one of the samples that they gave me. Yeah, Cosbond, that's... foam to foam. Okay, so that's a little bit different. Yeah, okay. that, that, that's a different thing. Not deep breath. Cosbond doesn't... Cosbond works with uh, things that are porous and things that... Um, so foam to foam works really well. Uh, but things that aren't porous... It's, not um, as so. great as um, like a, something that will melt plastics together. Oh, okay. So, like, you think it would work for like leather? Uh, Cosbond? Mm -hmm. Maybe. It might. You want to? You would probably want to. <laughs> yeah, you'd want to test it out for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know vinyl. It doesn't do a great job on it as long as well. If you don't uh, remove the plastic coating that's on vinyl, so it's worth experimenting with. Yeah. I always have it with me as a an emergency. That's my costume just fell apart, and that's what it's designed for. It's it's awesome stuff for Slap that. It together, and then you yes. keep going for the next three hours. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Anyways, the the Thebra, the Thebra yeah. was great. The other thing that I did that I had a vision for a long time ago and I just really wanted to do it. I have a mannequin that is um, uh, in my house that I use to build on and she's kind of sort of my size in some places. <laughs> in other places she's like her torso is way longer and like her legs are like 10 year old boy legs like I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely not like actually my size but I can build a chest on it and it kind of fits me. So I threw some Vaseline. You should have seen me Travis. I had to lie this this mannequin down on the floor on pillows, and I had to rub Vaseline all over the chest. So here I am, imagine me rubbing Vaseline all over this naked mannequin chest. I can only imagine if somebody just walked in. Oh yeah, into, it, they're like, it would be like an interesting like what the I heck? I think Beverly's finally lost it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then. Uh, I got my, I used two heat guns at a, at the same time to heat up a big piece of Thebra over the mannequin. Um, so you get it all warmed up all at once and then you press it onto over the, uh, over the mannequin body. Um, okay. now the one thing with Thebra that is, was this mannequin so made, great? made to you? Was it like a, no, it was like a, a storefront a, mannequin. A man okay. I found it on Craigslist. Okay. Some lady that lived not far down the street, actually. There you here. go. Yeah. Um, went and picked her up. She had like uh, her daughter had painted the fingernails like like all sorts of different colors, and there were like you know like markers all over. But whatever. Whatever. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's great. I still have it in my shop. There I love go. it so much. I I wish I had like another one that didn't have like one of the arms is kind of like pterodactyl, well not pterodactyl, um, pterodactyl T Rex style, <laughs> and the tiny. other one is like designed to be kind of like sassy on her hip. Anyway. Anyways, go on. I didn't mean so, to So no, no, it's fine. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I was making this chess piece um, for Athena, and the thing about Thebra is that it picks up every single tiny little detail, including every single tiny little air bubble. So I start. I got some of the some air bubbles on it because of the. Um, it's just really hard to do like a super big flat surface like that with Thebra. It's really made really well for tiny details and picking up details. 
Um, so what I did was I just put some texture on it with uh, a rolling like um, rolling stamp that I got for make, working with clay. Again, just a Joann's thing. It was just a little roller. I'm sure you could probably use a leather stamp, just as long as you put some Vaseline on it so it doesn't get stuck to the Thebra. So it was just, it was a really fun project because idea. there were no reference pictures that I needed to adhere to. You're just doing your own It thing. was awesome. I do yeah. that sometimes with like leather armor pieces, mm -hmm. like like for bracers, or if I'm doing anything and I mess up, or like like for like leather, if you do if if the leather's wet, right, and you're doing tooling or anything like that, um, the leather is very when it's in that state, it's very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So if you accidentally drop a tool or something on it it will literally leave a ding oh. or something into it while you're tooling you're like well great if it's something that's not supposed to be like that but if something is like you're kind of doing your own thing i'm like eh, battle damage right. you know yeah. like, whatever <laughs> it's kind of yeah there was a sword yeah. or something that hit it i don't know right like, or I've, this is my new process for making texture i'm just gonna drop tools on top of things i've done that yeah like, i've literally like <laughs> taken um I was making uh, Eowyn's from the Lord of the Rings. I was making her bracers. Mm -hmm. And they hear the cars. <laughs> I was like, what was that? Um, it's thunder. <laughs> um, I was making Eowyn's bracers. And like, when I was done with them, they're all like super pristine and like nice looking. I'm like, well, this is her Durnhelm armor. Like it's, she's out there in the, in the fields battling stuff. So I literally took them outside and I had a hammer. I had a, I had a real sword and I was just like hitting them with things and like battle, I'm like battle damaging it, you know? It's therapeutic too. Yeah. I'm like, it's all, it's all, I made sure I took photos of it like before yeah. I did that because I'm like, there's no going back after oh, this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, go on. Oh, wow. I feel like I'm like talking. I feel like a, an advertisement for Thebra. Um, go check out Thebra, guys. Go yeah. buy it. We're going to advertise it. Yeah. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I might actually still have a discount code um, if you want to. It, it's on my website, down in creatorstudios.com. Not to plug myself there. I, but, I was already going to do that yeah. at the end, too. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, but yeah, the, making Athena was so great. And I definitely want to do more original designs, just kind of based on whatever is in my brain or find a group of people and do something like that i think it was really really fun yeah 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 the i mean i've definitely noticed like while creating things um that's a very loud car if you guys can hear that there's a motorcycle or a muscle car outside um yeah i don't know i'm just gonna keep talking and whatever <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a chainsaw 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 car we may be in danger but luckily we're in two different locked doors nope. so <laughs> um anyways the uh um well now what was i saying i got sidetracked with i know the, with the, loud the noise. noise so distracting Shh, it's fine this is our podcast we can do whatever we want that's right so we'll just we'll keep narrating it <laughs> what are they doing i don't know so there's a there is a um, garage behind us, so they must got their muscle cars out. Oh, I bet. Maybe it's like Fast and the Furious. It's like that's Fast what and they're the recording Furious. Fast and the Furious behind yeah. you. Totally. We're totally on a Hollywood. What kind set of car right do you think that is that that's out there? It's a car with a very loud engine. I don't know cars. Yeah, I want to say like it's maybe a John like Wick a, car, whatever that car was. I want to say like a '60s or '70s 
like muscle car. All right. I bet you're right. Maybe. <laughs> I figured we'll just go on a tangent oh while we're gosh. killing the uh, <laughs> the revving. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, this is our podcast. So if you guys can hear that. Oh, I'm sure everybody can hear it. These mics are insane, by the way. Yeah. So they pro- it's probably picking it up. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Are you going to edit this out? <laughs> I don't know. I might leave it. Like, I'm not stopping it right now because that's ten, way too hard. Ten minutes of, uh, of revving. Of revving. Yep. Oh, there's a backfire. This is hilarious. It is funny. This is sort of like when I do my podcast and I've got the... Ooh, that sounded like it just blew up. I bet they're trying to duplicate whatever problem the owner told them about when they dropped off their their bike or their car, whatever that is. It's a there's like is it a car? Is it a bike? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. There's a um. There's like let's go find out. Fifteen cars let's back there. Let's go interview them. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you want to be on our podcast? <laughs> this is now the Why Is That So Loud podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Guess that noise. <laughs> we will. If I do cut this out, I will. What I'll do is I'll. I'll splice it together. Okay. And then I'll stop where the noise was. Yeah. And then I'll take all of this audio and I'll post it into like our, <laughs> like behind the scenes <laughs> of the episode. It'll be like a behind the scenes uh, of Guess That Car with Beverly Downing. Oh my God. <laughs> it has four wheels. These, uh, the walls are insane here. Like, yeah. Like we have the metery behind us mm-hmm. and um that the on the other side of that is the like a huge garage and the people like I think they're like down the road they have tons of cars mm-hmm. I think it's like a car lot that just has extras in there you know <laughs> um and they come here every once in a while mm-hmm. I don't know if they're usually here this late oh. because I mean I'm never here this late usually mm-hmm. um but they were here earlier. I heard some guys. I saw the truck go. They go down the side, and oh. um, they usually move cars around and mm-hmm. do some switcheroos and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I hope he switches to a quieter vehicle. Quieter vehicle. <laughs> like, sir, sir, you need to be quiet. This is very important. This is very important for the podcast. Um, but <laughs> well, it's not cosplay if uh, if you don't run into some some hiccups, right? Right, yeah. Um, it's just the music in the background. The background audio. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the... I usually add, like, some background music or whatever. Yeah. It's very pleasant. So, then this episode, it's yeah. just going to be cars revving the oh, yeah. whole entire yeah, time. Totally. And you then gotta... we're going to switch to, like, motorcycles and then, like, <laughs> spaceships. And, like, it's just... That's all it's going to be. <laughs> 747s. Yeah. Perfect. You know, machine guns. Oh, yes. I mean, we can just get all sorts of stuff going on there. Perfect. Um, we can we can do some fully work. What's that noise? What's that noise? Oh, listeners! The, it's like the um, the old uh, special effects oh, for yeah. like for like the sound. They're like shaking like tin foil for oh, thunder. And you know, I wanted that to be my job like for the longest time. Doing I special love that. Stuff. I, know, I love te- yeah. I love uh, tinkering with noises and and and. Um, yeah, I just thought I think that would like be super snow cool. crunch, 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 crunch. Right. Um, well, so I remember watching some doc- documentary about um, a foley that is what that job is, 
and he was watching it was a guy and he was like he had a whole bunch of like vegetables in front of him and he was watching this movie and it was like um he had to do a sound of somebody's bones something cracking something breaking Wait, i think i've seen and it this. was like he was taking celery and he was like yeah. cracking the celery yeah. in half and I thought that was the coolest thing. I was like, I want to do that. That sounds like so you want to do fun. when you grow up. I want to like take celery and just break it in front of a microphone. Well, you know? yeah. Like, what kind? What can I use to to replicate? What kind? Of, like, it, it seems very creative. Oh, you have to start thinking outside the box. Oh, totally. Like you're like but I, I would sounds. be like, what sound is? What can I use that sound for? My phone would be completely full of like little sound bites. Little sound bites. Yeah. You're like, what's this? Just three second yeah. clips of exactly. nothing. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> um well i guess we'll hopefully they'll be yeah i'll be done back there that maybe they'll, they'll surprise we <laughs> it's the third podcaster in the room is the vehicle yeah yes that's totally fine yeah. yeah um okay so what has been your most challenging build and which has been your favorite hmm well i think my most challenging was definitely the wasp yeah. Yeah. Um, mostly because of what I told myself I was going to do with it. <laughs> um, I wanted it to be super, super, super accurate uh, for a couple of reasons. Be one, because I told them that it was going to be, and that's kind of what they were hoping for. They saw my Hela costume, and they um, were talking about Marvel, the producer for that, for Marvel Becoming. How did they see that? How did they, they um, find it? Just online yeah just online after i wore um at emerald city a couple years ago i think uh, a few people sent the pictures that were popping up after emerald city they sent some pictures to the producer and um and then they contacted me after that that's awesome you know do you are you thinking about making another marvel costume and so yeah just kind of went from there um, but that costume was really fun to make. Uh, I mean, it was, I definitely had some really hard moments because I, again, I don't consider myself a seamstress and that was a lot of sewing. It was a lot of structure and it was the most complicated thing that I had ever made before. I watched the build like, like, for, what was it like two or three months of just maybe longer but it was like i remember seeing all the like the status updates and it was like here's the texture and all the little like kind of like on the mic like all the little uh little, right uh, all that divots stuff. and stuff yeah. like that <laughs> well and the thing about that costume was that i couldn't i couldn't post work in progress pictures as i was making it it was all on the dl oh maybe if it was after maybe it was after yeah. i'm getting it confused. was yeah no it's yeah. fine it's fine i i had forgotten about that too but yeah because they um I had to I had to make sure that I wasn't posting anything. So it was a good like four months of me not really doing Isn't that anything hard? online. Oh, it was so hard. We had to do that for Jax Theoden. And mm-hmm. I, I'm a person I'm the kind of person that I like sharing things mm-hmm. and it makes me feel more motivated to keep going. Totally. And so if I can't share things like four months of Theoden armor making, yeah. um, we luckily had a little group chat with all of us and we were able to like I was able to post things there right. and then some of the people from Weta we had our little group chat with them and I was sharing the images there. So at least that kind of quenched that thirst. Yeah. <laughs> well, bit. there's something very, um, it's like you, it's not exactly validation. I think that we need when we are creators, but if we're morale boost, yeah, to- not for me, totally. And I think that it, because we're all, we're all capable of being extreme introverts. And so if you're working in a bubble and in, in a vacuum, basically, 
and you're not getting any like outside feedback, I think that that is, I don't know, you, you kind of like skirt that edge of the cliff of like, <laughs> I'm never, my sanity is, I'm leaving my sanity behind and, <laughs> and I'm never going to come back from this or this thing is going to break me. Um, if I had to do that 100% of the time with like the, with without having any kind of um, ability to bounce things off of people or to share things that I have done, like different new techniques and things like that, that'd be really, really hard. Unless I had like a cycle of like, oh, I just finished this project and so now I can start sharing it with people and mm-hmm. hear these things. I love sharing techniques and tips and tricks and things like that. Same. Um, but even, so I, I had to, I, I documented the heck out of that costume because I was doing a lot of things that I'd never done before. I was relying really heavily on the Cricut machine that I love to use. Those, that machine is a it's home dye cutting machine. Um, I was going to ask. Affordable. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, this isn't, this isn't an I order. So swear just to go God, into it. I didn't it. look at your list here. I'm like, I'm going to hit all these points. No, no, this is, it doesn't matter it. about the order. It's yeah. just things that I wanted to bring yeah, up. So no, what awesome. even is that? Because I've been, I oh, okay. looked into it a little bit. So go tell our listeners. So <laughs> a Crooked Machine is um, seriously one of my favorite machines that I have in my in my shop. It's a home die cutting machine that um, you can use for pretty much anything. If you can fit it into the machine, you can probably cut it or at least write on it or score it. Um, so it's uh, a, the Cricut itself. There's another brand out there by Silhouette. It's the same kind of concept, but there are some basic um, differences but I don't have a silhouette so I can't really speak to that but I do know that the one thing that I would love the cricket to do the silhouette does and that is um, working the working space on a cricket is maxed out at 12 by 24 inches okay and so if you have any like a pattern or any kind of material that you're using and you need it to be a little bit longer than that you're out of luck with the cricket um, for now i don't know if they're planning on changing that hopefully because i'm sure that people are saying can you please make like in you know make it 10 feet long like you have with the silhouette so with silhouette that's a big difference you can have like a big long roller of, of material that goes up to i think 10 feet or 72 oh, inches there you go. Yeah. <laughs> this is a big difference yeah <laughs> 72 inches or 10 feet i'm wondering it if might this be 72 inches i don't know if this cricket thing is what my buddy keith uses for all of his halo stuff he runs it through this thing that scores the paper or mm-hmm. whatever and then he takes it out and then folds it all up yeah. and all of a sudden he has a halo helm yeah. or a gun or yeah. um so it might be yeah. kind of the same yeah so someone was just actually asking me about that if they could use it for peppercura yeah like, yes yeah, so he does yes, peppercura so yeah. so, okay so that yeah that is a similar... so so it has a double uh a double accessory holder um and what it does is uh, you can have a blade on one side and like a scoring tip on the other or a writing tip on the other. Um, and it will take the digitized image of whatever um, pattern that you have that you want to put through it and it will just follow those instructions. So it will, it will write, it will score, you can etch. I have a little etching, and now they have an etching attachment. Um, you can, it will is perforate. It like that? Yeah, I'm that might be my a phone, by that the might way. be a silhouette, but it's a, yeah, it's the same same, same kind concept. of a thing. Yeah, okay. same concept. Yeah. I mean, that might be a silhouette or an older. He's doing like Pepper on there. Shout yeah. out to Keith. He was on the the first episode of this podcast with yeah. us. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's making like Halo helms and stuff yeah, out of like totally. Pepper So does he have a? Does he do that on um YouTube? Is that a YouTube thing? I don't think so, but he's got a lot of helms. Like Keith, by the way, if you're listening to this, I'm showing the video that you sent into our Halo chat. 
uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> about we, yeah. we want to he's yeah he does all this paper and then folds it and then covers it with like i think like bondo or something yeah yeah and then yep. goes from there yep. oh it kind of ended but um, no that's awesome i i i just um was telling somebody who was asking me, me in that helm. <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah. okay that that's a that, that's a yep. finished piece all right well you just con- you just confirmed that for me so um I'm going to have to get back to my friend and tell him that, yeah, you can, because you can score it. You can score and you can cut at the same time, which is, okay, so there's two different kinds of scoring. I think he, yeah, I think Keith was telling me something about that. So there's scoring, like, um, well, scoring on paper, which is making a dent, Mm -hmm. like a scoring line. That's what the scoring um, tip on the Cricut does. What we do with foam, which is scoring foam where you just hit it just a little bit with the blade and then you bit. hit it with a heat gun and it opens up. That's also called called scoring. Scoring, yeah. There's two different types. Right now, you cannot do that kind of scoring and cutting at the same time on a Cricut. Can we make music scores? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make the play on words there. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Um, yeah, so that is the one thing that I kind of wish that we could do because if you could cut and do the cosplay is kind of a scoring um that would be amazing and i have i have been playing around with like hacks for for this um but i haven't really gotten anywhere with with getting like a really good technique for it um i do have some really great um settings that i have figured out settings for thermoplastics and styrene and um, different kinds of EVA foam because there's all sorts of different kinds. Yeah. Um, and what else? You can cut leather. You can score leather. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yep. And so you if actually you're have doing... this machine. Yeah. I should bring some leather over and we should. Just we can play with it. Play with it. Yeah. For sure. See see what it does. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah. I have a friend that um, is also making wasp and she, wasp is all about hexagons and like the honeybee. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And part of it is perforated. Um, in tiny little hexagons that are maybe like four millimeters wide. So not very much. That thing, she has, um, I forget what kind of tooling leather. Is there like only one thickness if it's tooling leather? I don't know anything about leather. No, so, <laughs> yeah. So there are all sorts of different types of ounces okay. um, of leather. Okay. Don't ask me why they choose ounces because okay. i'm still i need to do more research into that because okay. i've never really questioned it until about right now okay well um, you could be the the <laughs> but, authority on this if you but figure the, it out uh, the there are different types of thicknesses of veg tanned leather okay veg tanned is the stuff that takes tooling whereas okay. like latigo or um I mean, like deer skin or elk hide and stuff like that. You're not going to get tooling because it's too thin. Okay. Veg tan is literally the skin colored. Okay. Um, kind of thick. It can be thick or thin, but the veg tan type leather is what takes tooling best okay. because it's not like it's, it hasn't been processed or anything. It's like straight up hide. Oh. Um, All so right. if you're doing any tooling, that's the type of leather that you would want to do. The other stuff can take like branding. Um, you could do branding. You could do painting. You could do, okay. uh, I mean, scoring, <laughs> scoring. Yeah, I guess sure. not scoring, but like you know, like just yeah. little carvings in there or sure. whatever. Yeah. But the the tooling, you wet the leather, and because it's like just pure hide, it um, the pores in the leather absorb the water, and then that allows you to tool things down or 
um yeah it's mostly just down okay but yeah well i personally have never put leather through my cricket machine so but i do have a friend that used the um i can't remember i don't know which blade it was it was either the deep blade or the or the knife blade to cut through um through this leather and it looks like it's been machined like it's just it looks like somebody went through and like stamped all of it but a machine did it so it's kind of nice Ooh, I'm yeah gonna have to, we Look should into it. we should play around okay. with that like we'll yeah come on over figure it out yeah we'll <laughs> see what it does if you got anything else you're working on we'll just be like all right you need some leather little plates or whatever let's just try this <laughs> veg tanned or latigo it's the like the softer types um mm-hmm. that's not i mean it, i could show you when yeah we, when we go out there. okay it's literally out yeah. right outside the office <laughs> um but yeah we'll have to see like what thickness and what type yeah. of uh yeah. okay. types of different different types of leather and see what it see what it does. yeah absolutely sounds fun it's a super <laughs> i love that i love that little machine so much i have two of them well i have a, a maker which is the one that i always recommend whenever somebody asks me which Where one should start? i get just i know it's a little bit more money but you will kick yourself if you spend the money on the one that machine that you don't want. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna invest don't... in something, you might as well just invest in exactly in it being yeah. a, yep. a good product that's gonna yeah. last you a exactly. little while. Um, and um, Black Friday is coming up, <coughs> so maybe they'll be on sale. I don't have any insider information on that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a advertisement for no. being on sale for black friday <laughs> no not at all well it's on the podcast now so they, yeah. they're, gonna, they're gonna have to do it i mean i will uh, say though if anyone is listening and they have a cricket or they have a friend with a cricket i do have some videos where i show you some of the techniques and the settings that i use so on youtube yeah yeah check out the Again, youtube channel plug myself no this whole Sorry. this whole podcast <laughs> is about Plugging, plugging other people who are on <laughs> on on air, talking with people yeah. who make awesome things or do yeah. rad things. Um, well, I just love showing people how I do stuff. Yeah. So, and I'm I've not watched... saying I'm the authority on anything. Like I don't know everything, that's for sure. But I'm happy to um, share the knowledge that I do. And that's have. like the cool thing about like the cosplay community too mm-hmm. is like everybody is, seems pretty. Like if somebody asks me how to make something, I'm just I'm gonna be like, no, that's my secret. You know, I'm going to be like, no, like, here you go. Like, this is what I did. It may or may not work for you, but like, yeah. And I think that, and we'll see what you think, but I think that the fabric of the cosplay community is changing just a little bit in that respect. Um, Because I remember when I first started, um, it was more, uh, more usual to get like a little bit of, a standoffish sort of response from someone when you ask oh, them how they did yeah definitely when i first started i did notice some of that stuff yeah, um not so much anymore i think that is changing yeah i mean which is great, which is great because i mean i don't know to me i've never really been a like competitor um in like cosplay competitions and stuff mm-hmm. i have tons of friends who do and they, like the stuff that they win is like a ama- like it's well deserved like they've spent yeah. like thousands of hours on these items and stuff it's just not for me right. um i did it once with a game of thrones group and we had to stand in line in a hallway for like three hours oh. i didn't even get to see the cosplay competition oh, wow. there was no screens and i was just like well the whole point of me entering this thing is so that i, I can be here and see all of the other amazing costumes right. and here i am in a hallway for right. like 
three hours after con, you right. know? <laughs> and so I'm like, well, yeah, eh, was I'd that, rather just go. Was that a con that rhymes with Izzard Earled? <laughs> was that Wizard World? <laughs> You know, it might have been. I think, I, <laughs> yeah. I think it might have been Wizard World because we did a big Game of Thrones group. I don't know. See, I've never, I don't know. Ever since then, I've just been put off yeah. by cosplay contests. And what I usually do now is I just go and I like, if, if I can, if I can make it, I'll just go in, in the, the audience yep. and I'll just watch all yeah. the amazing yeah. people come out and yeah. see all their stuff. Because, you know, if you guys go to a Comic-Con, there's... You're going to see a thousand people throughout mm-hmm. the day, but you're also going to not see a thousand people. So the costume contest, at least for me, is a good way to see, oh, maybe I missed something that would have been really cool to see. And totally. now it's like right there and right. I don't have to yeah. try to track someone down. Like, right. Where did you guys, where were, you know, where was this? Where was that? You know? Yeah, exactly. And a lot of those over the top costumes, it takes them all day to get into or they can't really or not really mobile. And so you won't see them necessarily on the con floor. Um, and also when you're in the audience, and you're watching a costume contest, it's your chance to participate and to cheer on the people that spent like a good portion of their year making, you know, the costume that they have. I will say uh, that Emerald City's costume contest is always pretty great. I think they're doing a really nice job with that and um, they try to streamline it so that you're not waiting forever. That's good. Yeah. Um, I judged the last one, which was a huge honor because I was there with Sanit from Weta. Yeah, uh, spicy tie design. I want to get him on the podcast. We oh were talking about that. God, like, you totally should. Like, he is just so fun. He's in uh, Queenstown right now. Yeah. I was just commenting on his thing yeah. earlier because I was like, "Oh man, I'm so I love <laughs> Queenstown because we went, you know." Oh and yeah, I'm just you like, did. I'm just like, oh, I want to go back, but I want to get him on here because yeah. I, he makes some really amazing stuff. So he really does. He is just so he's just so unbelievably talented, and that is only eclipsed by how wonderful of a person he is. Mm-hmm. He is like one of my favorite folks out there. He's just always positive. He's like the epitome of what I wish everybody in cosplay was was all about. He's just he's just the, He the was best. we debuted Jack's Theoden armor at Emerald City Comic Con and he uh that was actually I think this last one I think is when okay. I first met him too. Yeah, he was um, he was there. He was there yeah. and uh with the whole weather mm-hmm. crew and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and um like you were saying, just like super down to earth, like mm-hmm. really, really wanted to see it, you know, yeah. really, really wanted to see the armor in person yeah. and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And um, so that's when I first kind of met him. And yeah. now we're friends on Facebook. Yeah, and, I mean, in person. Awesome. I mean, I met yeah. him briefly. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> he's no, su- I, I want to get him fun. on here and like chat and just talk about his, all of his stuff that he makes with yeah. like the Power Rangers and the. Yeah. He did the Power Ranger. He did the. Like I mean, just what kinda, hasn't he done? I know all the the, the self concept designs oh, of yeah. the the oh you all know, of his, the, his the, tie samurai yeah. tie yes. samurai style armor. All of his own designs are just unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah. So we're gonna get him on. Yeah. All right, Santa, <laughs> you're next. You're next. <laughs> it's been decided. I'll send him this link when it comes out and be like, hey. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. You've been tossed in. Yes. Well, I hope he gets to come back um, to uh, to Emerald City this next year. Hopefully, that would be great. You got your tickets, yeah? Yeah. Got your badges? Cool. Yeah, we got our badges. We got our, we got our hotel. We're all set. Nice. Yep. We're gonna do. Um, I think we're gonna do another sheep prop uh, panel, and then the, of course the sheep prop meetup. But I don't have any other panels right now that I've been um, informed of yeah i have i also haven't put in for one. Oh, okay i've been doing 
I've been traveling a lot this year to a lot of different cons, and I've been I'm a little that, like, paneled out. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of panels, a lot of cons. Yes, I mean it's great, and I love I love preparing, and I, I think that I'm finally at a point where I've got some panels kind of dialed in, and I've done them a few times, and so I'm not panicking about them quite so much. I'm always improving, but honestly, I like the workshops a little bit more. I yeah. was at Cosplay America this last year, which is a really great con over in North Carolina. Um, you guys should all go. It's very like it's like cosplay school. It's very it's not a huge giant con, but that is good because you can get into these classes where you are working one on one with some of the ama- most amazing uh, makers out there. Like Cowboy Crunchies was there this last year, and they did like wig workshops and um, making wings. And I mean, and I did Thebra and how to glue silicone on a fabric, and I did a Cricut one. Um, it's really great. Yeah. So I love doing the workshops, um, but it's you can't really do that at every single con. They're not just not right. set up for that. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Just set at up Emerald on the City. con floor. Start, yeah, exactly. Right yeah. <laughs> Lobby con it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm I'm just gonna be a spectator or a spectator, a guest or not a guest. Oh my gosh, I'm not a guest. I'm just a participant uh, cosplay person at um emerald city this year so it's going to be fun a little bit more low-key this year i've had a lot of people ask if we're going to do like a vending booth for mm-hmm. for weird leather mm-hmm. and meat and all that kind of stuff i'm yeah. like i don't know i like to go to cons and just like right. it's like my it's like my vacation you know yeah so we might do some cons where yeah. we do some cosplay yeah. items and yep. leather stuff but yeah yeah um, we'll say doing so i i was a guest at rose city this last year which was like insane it was my five-year cosplay anniversary and then yeah. i was a guest at the first con that i'd ever been to before I came my family by your, that, your booth <laughs> yeah and i was just gonna say it was kind of nice to be in one place and i saw i wound up seeing a lot more people than yeah, i usually do at a con because they could come find me and it's it hard great. to find people at cons really you know is. unless yeah. you're like all right this is the marvel meetup at noon right. at this spot yep. Um, I was just wandering the con floor and I was like, look over. Oh, hey, there you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was, that was insane. That was really fun. Yeah. I just loved being there in one place to see everybody. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was very, it was a lot of work, but it it was fun. And plus it's our, it's our home con, you know, Mm -hmm. for both of us. I mean, Rose City. So that's at least that's, it's one of my favorite cons. So I'm out of all of them that I've gone to, I think Rose City is and probably will continue to be my favorite yep. emerald city's awesome it's yep. like a little small vacation getaway up to mm-hmm. seattle but mm-hmm. then there's like so much stuff going on like i couldn't even attend the uh um costume contest this last year and i wanted to but there were so many different things going on like every night of con and mm-hmm. like some one i don't remember what night it was but I, at one point i was just like i need to go like lay down yeah. and like <laughs> Yeah, that's that's me at like six o'clock every night because um, <laughs> I'm a little older than you. And we got are. got. I need my sleep. So many different people <laughs> messaging. Hey, we're at this spot, or we're at this mm-hmm. spot. Come here, come here. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Or we can sit inside and play some <laughs> board games with some pizza rolls or something. You know. <laughs> uh, that sounds good right about now. Um. Anyways, you mentioned she prop. Um. You want to give a little bit of insight on that i love talking about she prop so she prop is a um it's a group that was formed a couple years ago um i uh wanted to start a group that was for female cosplayers builders makers artists and all of that i really wanted it to be a uh, kind of a 
a different place where I could go to talk to other makers and other other um, cosplayers that wasn't the replica prop forum. Yeah. So because I after I made Hella, I can't tell you how many people were telling me things like um, telling me that I made it wrong or telling me that I um, asking me if my husband made that for me or asking me like did you make that all by yourself <laughs> um, uh, and other things yeah. like that yeah <laughs> like yes I did why you what that's what a weird question so I was frustrated um, about that and I was like you know I really want to just make our own forum for women yeah and then my my friend um, Heather said well then yeah let's make one so um, came up with the name uh, she prop and it it was it just felt really good it felt it was like a relief like just to start this group up and to spread the word like hey there's a female only online forum for for women there's um, a bunch of amazonian goddesses over there making a bunch exactly. of like badass stuff yeah That's what I yeah gathered. come join us and so uh yeah it's been it's been awesome um i cannot tell you how how many positive things have come out of that group and it's because it's a positive space so it's for women those that identify as female and um members of the lgbtq AI plus community. There you go. Um, so oh. as long as or non-binary is also welcome. As long as you identify as a female or non-binary or are female, you are welcome to join. And we are on Facebook, and um, we also have a presence on Twitter and on Instagram. But it's just me updating it, and I'm when you can, yeah, really bad about that. Lately. Yeah, <laughs> but we do panels like all the time. And it's not just me doing the panels. They are all over the world. We have members in Australia. We have members in like Germany and France and um, South uh, South Africa, which is really cool. So it's become sort of a like it's like it's a not movement. just it's, yeah it's yeah. not just like one person running it. It's kind of like uh, it's uh, a community. It's a community. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. I really want to. I love that other people are doing these. Uh, panels because it's like taking ownership of this group that I want to become a phenomenon. I, you know, I, I want to change the fabric of the community, cosplay community. I want it to be a more positive place. And um, it is, and I want to make this clear, it is not a space where we go and we complain about men. That is, that is absolutely not it at all. It's a place, it's a space online where we can communicate with each other in a different way because women are different from men and it just seems to fill the void that we that I've I was experiencing as a cosplayer as a maker you know sometimes I have a question about like well how do you how do you deal with like fitting a bra into a costume I'm not going to go on the replica prop forum and ask that question I'm not even going to go on any of the other builder forums and ask right. that question. But I can ask questions like that and more sensitive kinds of questions in this group. And so um, in a lot of ways, it has opened the doors for makers who are who well, didn't feel like they yeah. could go online and ask questions 
like that or even like basic simple questions that they think are dumb there's no dumb question in my mind no but, dumb questions all questions are good yeah exactly and <laughs> try telling my teachers that throughout <laughs> high school man and it was like they're like stop asking questions i'm like no yeah always ask no, questions always ask questions they're always, always questions. ask questions doesn't matter what you guys are yeah. in like yeah so if you're in exactly. cosplay ask questions yeah. there are people out there who will hop in and help if they can yeah absolutely and because we have all been there that's the thing that I think a lot of people seem to forget sometimes. None of us were born with any of this information. And most of us didn't go to school for this kind of thing. <laughs> no. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't so know of anybody in, in my up. group. Yeah. I mean, I would love to go back in time and, and change my major to costume design. I have a degree in industrial design, but that um, did not prepare me for cosplay. Um, I definitely, I left it behind for a long time uh, to go into the medical field, which is what I do during my um, normal daytime work. I'm an MRI technologist here at OHSU. Um, and then at night and on my days off, I make costumes. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Sheeprop, so. it's awesome. Please come join us. If you have a friend who's female, if you're a dude and you're listening and you're like, oh yeah, my wife makes stuff. Please have her come over and join our group. She we she has to ask a couple, answer a couple of questions. It's a closed community, so you can't just join. Um, yeah. We have to just make sure that everybody is actually like adhering not to the robot. rules and agreeing I, to not, yeah. you know, be trolls. And it's a wonderfully positive uh, community that is just growing. Yeah. yeah, I've been seeing it for the yeah. past maybe year, maybe a little bit longer now. Yeah, my my, been... my perception of time is like gone at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see, it's 2019. I think it's been around for about a year, a year and a half. Yeah. We have, um, we have about three and a half thousand members right now, I think just over 3000. And today there was a SheProp panel at Anime, uh, New York. And tomorrow there's a, um, SheProp panel at Geek Girl Con. So it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's the, so cool. The fact that there are people like around yeah. the world joining SheProp yeah. and actually like partaking in it yeah. um the only thing that i can kind of relate that type of a thing to is like i'm a part of a uh um podcast group mm -hmm. uh, called an unexpected podcast which i've bumped on here a couple probably every episode at this point yeah <laughs> um shout out to lane inez unexpected podcast lord of the rings book club book club podcast they read chapters they podcast about it but the whole they have like a whole facebook group mm -hmm. and they're starting to get uppers from around the world like like what you're saying with she prop like there's people in like africa and yeah. people who are like listening to this podcast and like mm -hmm. everybody in the group similar to what you were just talking about like there's a facebook group for it and people hop in there and like if someone's having a bad day they'll say hey guys i'm having a bad day and then there's just tons of support tons of yeah. people just hopping in and mm -hmm. um you know, we've had a few uppers come to like our mead release day, oh, which was awesome. really cool. You know, that is very so cool. it's it. That's the only thing I can compare to, but that's awesome about the. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You create things like that, and you start getting a worldwide following, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you got sheep prop panels and all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and we just um, I just uh, took the proceeds of a um, we we sell a little bit of merch and I did some enamel pins, which is a crazy complicated production process. I didn't make them, but I had to, I had them made. And just I think like, I was asking you a little while ago, like oh. about, was it about Redbubble? Or? Yeah, it was Redbubble, the yeah. t-shirts. 
um, so we we raised a little bit of money, and I just do- donated the um, the proceeds to the Capes and Crown Foundation in the name of SheProp. So that was <laughs> really kind of cool that we could make awesome. a positive impact um, and and kind of spread the spread the love around. The Capes and Crown Foundation they do photo shoots for um, kiddos with. Uh, um, terminal diseases and and other things like that and they turn them into superheroes for the day and they do a big photo shoot with them and with the costume and it's That's just amazing. amazing yeah they do some really great work and they were at Rose City um, and I meant to go over there and hand them a check but there was still some money to collect so <laughs> gotta wait yeah. for that yeah exactly do you do the the she prop shirts online well or is it or is it you just order a bunch of shirts and then ship them to your I was doing so Redbubble is cool because you can um, you can take care of it all for you yeah it does they do all the fulfillment for you which is something I don't really have time for all of that so um, and I don't really want to make them I was doing heat transfer vinyl and I was cutting those out with my Cricut but that was just becoming too much hands-on for me i don't i don't have time for it for a lot of that stuff so redbubble was okay i think they have to work on their their um so what they do is they use individual they use um, smaller shops to fulfill these orders for them and so sometimes the results that you get on the printing can vary and i did a couple of samples i got one that was great and then i got another one that was like terrible so i kind of i took all that stuff down just for now see what's up just well yeah if you want a really awesome local t-shirt I, maker i do um he's literally <laughs> right down the street in okay. downtown milwaukee um he was making all of our shirts before they got their official shop okay in downtown milwaukee it was just a, like a small side gig he makes shirts for our local video store kind of over near my place uh, great okay. american video shout right. out one of the only video stores left. Um, former coworker of mine, but um, made in Milwaukee in downtown Milwaukee, or just okay. right down the road. Or hit up Rob. Um, I can send you his link. But definitely, he I makes all of our shirts. They're amazing quality. Um, super local guy. Great deal. Um, cool. The like the quality. I've had so many people from all around the different states now. Lots of people have been like these shirt quality like the shirt quality mm-hmm. is like amazing like awesome so well, i'm like i'm like i don't details. even i don't even know what i didn't even know that that was a thing but like you know we just launched a new t-shirt design for mm-hmm. um uh, for a new shirt that's on our website mm-hmm. and there was already in some of the comments are like are you guys using the same t-shirt maker because like <laughs> that's amazing quality shirt i'm like uh yeah and he does hoodies he does shirts he does tote bags awesome. so you can get all sorts of like right. um you it's know like, you know like the like a tote bag. Yeah. Like a, we got one out there that has our weird mean warrior bee on there. Yeah. You could put she prop or yeah, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, he does. They do all sorts of stuff like that. Awesome. So I'll hook you up with that. Yes, please. Yeah. That would be sweet. <laughs> I would love uh, that. Yeah, it's all about. I really I love um, supporting local artists and small artists and um, the community. I think it's important. Not mm-hmm. everything needs to be made overseas. Come yeah. on, you guys. We're makers. Let's support each other. <laughs> support everything. That's, I mean, that's the whole vibe of our whole entire shop here is right. like get all sorts of um, local artists, yeah. local small businesses, or even with us like buying our shirts from, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think his 
like website is called Shirt Nerdery. Oh, I so like shirtnerdery.com. Cool okay. But now they just opened their physical store made in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. which is like the accumulation of four different co owners. Mm-hmm. It's a whole art shop dedicated to Milwaukee. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he does the, the shirts That's super and stuff. Cool. But um, ordering stuff through them, um, we get our honey locally, you know, so like. Yeah. I love the, what you're doing here. Whole, I think it's, 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 it's a great. Vibe. Such a great shop. Feels really Thanks. great in here too. Yeah. yeah, we can get some. Uh, if you want to put some she prop stickers in here or oh. um, she, she prop, prop approved, she prop uh, <laughs> pins or whatever okay. you know. Yeah. I gotta reorder the pins. Cards, I think I have just like, even cards. I have like one. Throw some cards. I need to get some she prop cards. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it is that like I don't. So there's no membership for she prop. So everything that I do with it it comes out of my own pocket so that's the thing like it's everything costs money nothing is free no one gives you stuff for free it's it's a good deal yeah vistaprint (laughs) is great actually um uh i have a printer for you if you want he's kind of he's local it's um uh um vic i'll give i'll give it to you yeah shoot me over the Um, info yeah, he's, I think he's still getting things kind of, like, sorted out. So, um, but that's the person that I use I use for all of my banners. And he nice. did some, um, he did the stickers for me, my Athena sticker. Oh, I should have brought like, one for you. I think we used, like, Sticker Mule or something. Oh, okay. Um, that was our first run of the, okay. the need yeah. stickers. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this Send has me. been a uh, shop talk with, <laughs> with um, Travis and Beverly. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of went where, on a where to source there. all your stuff. <laughs> it was a whole like five minute segment of advertisements, but that's yeah. okay. Gotta give all the shout. All right, we're business owners. This is what we talk about. Like yeah. we want to help each other. We're helping. We're, that's what we're doing right now. Is we're hooking each other up. Perfect. Telling people about rad stuff. Yeah. Um. So, I've been. As somebody who's maybe starting out into cosplay or getting into, um, well, just cosplay and crafting, what would you prefer, or what do you prefer, foam or warbler? What's the difference? How do you, okay, um, how do you decide what you want to start with? That is a great question, <laughs> because um, when warbler hit the scene, it was like everyone wanted the warbler, and that was the premier material to use and spendy and very expensive (laughs) so i my answer to that is eva foam yeah for a few reasons um the biggest one is that cost wise it's not as expensive as warbla and so you can do tests so if you're just starting out and you're just getting the feel of things um don't spend your money on a giant sheet of warbla just yet until you kind of figure out what it is you want to use a warbla for experiment with EVA foam, get the feel of it and um, use the tools. You know, you, you need to learn how to use it, a, 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 a utility knife, heat gun. <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah, heat gun, get used to all those tools. Um, kind of figure out what the style of, of crafting is that you love. It might not be Warbler. Um, Punish props, Bill, he doesn't use Warbler. He does everything out of foam. And there's a reason for that. It's more cost effective. You can do a lot. Um, you can make EVA foam look like leather. You can yeah. make it look like plastic. You can make it look like metal. Um, and so it's a material that is a little bit more flexible. So if you're just starting out, definitely give EVA foam a, a try first. 
Um, and there are all different kinds of EVA foam out there now. It seems like everybody is turning out their own version of EVA foam. Uh, my favorite ones are um, the EVA foam from tntcosplaysupply.com and then also sksprops.com. Um, he has EVA foam as well. And Yaya Han's foam, um, EVA foam is amazing. So uh, those three EVA... I didn't even know Yaya Han's oh, yeah. foam. <laughs> okay, and here's the cool thing about it. Yaya's foam is at Joanne's. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So when Joanne is, is open, everywhere. yes, no, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I love Yaya because she's making cosplay accessible. That is what she is doing. And this, she has uh, two millimeter, four millimeter, I think eight and maybe 10. There's a, there's a, there's a variety. It comes in sheets, not in a roll. And it, you can use the coupons with them. So your Joanne oh, nice. coupons you work. Coupon. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so go get your last minute, oh, my God, I'm out of EVA foam. I can't possibly get it shipped in time. That is no longer. If you have a Joanne's nearby, you can find uh, find that it's material probably what there. Keith's making his, uh, he makes a lot of the Halo, like I was yeah. just showing you, the Halo chests, chest piece and yep. uh, not the helms. The helm is like the paper with the Bondo and all that kind of stuff. Right. But the rest of the armor yep. is foam and yeah. he goes to Joanne's. So that's yeah. probably what he's grabbing. That must be it. So yeah, Joanne, uh, Yaya's foam is at Joanne's. And then um, I think Blick, Blick's art supply carries SKS foam now as well. And TNT is having their Black Friday sale right now too, uh, which, is, which is great. So there's a whole bunch of different places to get it from. If you live in Canada, you can get it from Arda. Um, or Lumen's Workshop, I think. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of different places where like you can Ar get it. Arda's and like Arda the wigs. wigs. Okay, I was going to yeah. say the wigs. Like. Arda. Arda's wow. website. They've got a lot of stuff on there. They're not just wigs. They're, They're not lots just wigs of different, anymore. Yeah, they've got, the, they've got um, cosplay foam. They've got um, makeup. They've got all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of lot of potential. Lots of different products out there for, for us. As, yeah, that's... It's pretty great. Yeah, because <laughs> when I first started, it was... Um, I started with Thor, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of picked up pieces and I was kind of doing my own thing. I wasn't making a screen accurate Thor. I was like, I'm getting some chain mail. I'm getting, but I was, I had to make the cloak and the, um, you know, I got the helm and mm -hmm. like the hammer and stuff, mm -hmm. but I had to make the, uh, the little, uh, plates. Yeah. I, I don't know. The little circle, they look like coaster size. Oh things yeah. Yeah. The, oh sure. On the chest and the uh, doohickeys. Yeah. Whatever you want to call them. <laughs> and so like, I didn't even, I had no experience with foam and I still don't really like I don't have much experience with foam because all of the costumes that I've done I end up going with characters who are wearing like like leather armor and all that kind of stuff so I end up just making it from leather and any pieces I need I just pick up from wherever um, but I had no experience with foam and I had just met Ryan Wells oh, at con so yes. um, or before con I don't know one of my first experiences with Khan, it was literally going with Ryan to Emerald City. Because, you know, like I said, I started in September at Rose City, then went to Wizard World, and I was really, really starting to get into it. And then Ryan was like, hey, you want to come stay with me at the at my, you know, I need somebody. Because, you know, everybody at Khan pitches in for a hotel room. Sure, yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I want to go, you know. Yeah. Um, and I was doing Thor, and I was trying to trying to make those things out of foam and so like one night i just went over to his place and he mm -hmm. showed me kind of the the basic 
steps with uh, the foam and the cutting and mm-hmm. the plasti dip and the yep. heat gun and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I still have those somewhere. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so my, my experience with foam is pretty little. But I do remember um, back then it was just like, all right, we got you go to the, the store and you just kind of get the the one sheet of this type of phone i think i went to like home depot or lowe's or something yeah you got the phone harbor freight yeah exactly harbor freight it might have been harbor freight yeah and you know the plastic tip and that was all that was really accessible besides the hundred and two hundred dollar warbler that was out that was brand new yeah yeah but yeah now apparently there's all sorts of stuff guys so you can like hop out there and just try all the different ones and if you have a friend with uh with any warbler scraps because pretty much everybody does (laughs) um just ask them for a few of those scraps you can play around with it beverly gave me a bag yeah like i still got probably half of that bag yeah (laughs) you know test it out and see if it's something that you like and they make them in all different kinds of sizes so you don't have to spring for like a giant sheet of it right um I will say that Thebra is biodegradable. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. That is, that's cool to know. It is pretty awesome. Yeah. Thebra. Thebra. T-H-I-B-R-A. Thebra. Um, I have to play around. I want to play around with it. Like, yeah. I want to see well, I up. have some. I'll, uh, when you come over, I'll yeah. give you some to play around with. We'll play with Thebra, and then I'll bring some leather, and we can push it through the okay. the machine, and hopefully it doesn't, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't destroy anything or whatever. <laughs> Well, we'll do we'll do a test, we'll right? Do a that's small, what, that's small what, test. That's what like, tests right. are all about. <laughs> Brett will come back and be like, "Why is what are you guys putting in the oven here?" Like, oh, I didn't go through the machine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we've been talking a lot of uh, like techniques and stuff um, throughout pretty much this whole episode, but mm-hmm. are there any other like secret techniques that you wish you would have known when you first started cosplaying? Um, or maybe not secret, but like just something that somebody who's listening to this, who is maybe getting into cosplay and costuming or anything like that, that you wish someone would have told you about, or you would have been informed about when you first started that would have made your life a whole lot easier. (laughs) Yeah. Um, honestly, that's a hard one to ask, uh, to answer, but, um, I think it would be to give yourself a break when you are doing something that you haven't done before. Don't expect yourself to know something automatically and don't compare your work and your, your, the way that you do things, your methods, don't compare them to what other people are doing because I guarantee you that those people that you're looking up to um, they also have plenty of mistakes and those are the things that, that we learn from. Mm-hmm. So when you make a mistake, you are learning from it. Like you're, you're, you have just learned a hundred ways to not do the thing that you are trying to do. But in doing that, you have also taught yourself, oh, well, that is what happens when you blend those two kinds of paints together. Maybe you'll use that as a technique at some point. That has happened to me so many times. Same. Like even just with leather working, like I find yeah. different ways to do things all the time. Yeah. Well, I used to get really frustrated and upset when things didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. I would make a mistake. And that does still happen once in a while, but I am much less bothered by mistakes because I test so much. So that's something that I I wish that someone had been like, 
okay, hey, you're starting this with this cosplay thing. You need to plan at least a few days of testing materials. Once you get your materials, you test them out. Ask a billion people how they do things, research stuff. You're just gonna be saving yourself a lot of time and you're gonna be learning a lot in the, in the, in the, in the process. Measure 10 times, cut once. <laughs> right, exactly. And you know, if you're paying money for those, uh, for that material, you might as well be careful about what you're using that material on. Yeah. Um, the other thing is to um, treat your photographers really well. And I think that that is something that I'm really attuned to because I'm married because to yeah. a photographer. Um, but photographers are also artists and they also spend an awful lot of time on the work that they do. And so um, so he should have my photo really the well. next day, right? Uh, no, <laughs> that does not happen. Does not happen the next day. And it day. really, to, to expect that out of a photographer yeah. is just not very nice. So you wouldn't expect a, you know, a commissioner to someone that you're commissioning something to pop out the, whatever it is they're making like, like the, the next, next day. day. Yeah. It's, an, um, it's a crazy, I yeah. still see sometimes in the community, like people are like, like it's like two or three days after con and they're like where's my photos i'm like dude i'm not even recovered from con yet and i was just a con goer like give some people some time you know yeah but um there are people out there that like they truly just enjoy just busting out the photos yeah and that's no thing. and there's totally people who yep. will they yeah. will, their turnaround time is like at least for one like let's say per person they'll get one photo like a really good photo up mm -hmm. of that person mm -hmm. but there mm -hmm. could be like 20 other shots but like right. you might not even see those for like i don't know a month right. two months yeah. three months yeah yeah <laughs> well you know what what i will say is if you buy your photographer a coffee yeah get him buy him lunch um share their work on your page like there are so many tag things. People, give tag credit. people. Don't crop the watermarks. Just please make sure that you make are sure always that honoring that it is their work. Once they've taken a picture of you, they it belongs to them. It's unless, their, yeah. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of things that I could have done a lot better back when I was just starting out with cosplay. I am sure that I shared photos that photographers took of me and I didn't credit them. You know, that like ugh, that makes me cringe now that I know what I know. Um Photographers are there uh, to take pictures of this thing that you have spent six months on. So why not part, put a little part of your budget into hiring them to spend some time with you? Yeah. And then you'll get those photos that you want like a few days after the con and, probably. And usually <laughs> like if it's a free, if they're doing free photos at like Comic-Con and stuff, right. you know, it's just up to their interpretation of when, not just when, but like the types of photos you get. I mean, you can request some stuff at con. Yeah. Obviously, we do yeah. it all the time. But like, yeah. if you're paying a photographer for a, a photo shoot, mm -hmm. you're a paying customer. You mm -hmm. can request, mm -hmm. hey, can we do this shot from oh, above? Yeah. Or yeah. can we do this shot from this angle mm -hmm. or this lighting or that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, also, speaking of the watermark thing, hope I think Instagram finally caught on. Um, I know in the past I was having a hell of a time with certain images. Instagram did this like weird auto crop thing. Yes. Now they have like a new little feature that you can hit in the bottom corner that expands it a little bit, but yeah. I'm still facing the problem of yeah. sometimes there are, there are photos that 
even with the little expansion thing, I can't get the watermark in there. And if I do, if I do it get the water, it crops part. off half your head or yeah. something. You're like, well, crap. Yeah. So what I usually do is if, if that happens, um, I will literally share that photo on Instagram and I will tag, I will say photography by this person mm -hmm. instagram is stupid and crops it off everybody go follow their page you know yeah, like yeah um just yeah. make sure you give credit you know yes like, please please give credit if it's gonna crop There's... the watermark there might be some programs out there do you, yeah like do you know of any there are oh okay yeah well, there we go there's one called no crop no crop oh wait i had that on my old phone like a year yep. or two ago i need to i need to re-get that yes i totally forgot about there's it. a few good <laughs> apps out there that are free um, and then I have another one called Pickstitch, and um, Pick sometimes Stitch. I'll just it's the it's one where you can put like a, a collage maker kind of. Oh, I have. Sometimes on a really tough one, like because sometimes the format is a little bit weird, and so you have to kind of. I mean, yeah, it takes a long time, but I I enjoy doing that because I feel like it's paying respect to the photographer yeah, by keeping their no, watermark in there. Do it. I'll do like a panel where there's like three three. Um, three empty panels in a row and I'll put the photo in the middle and then I'll just put some white mark on that. I mean, it, it, it is, it is laborious. I know, but sometimes I have the time <laughs> Yeah. and if I don't have the time, then, um, I figure it out another way, but I, will, I always, always keep those watermarks. I will, um, in like with the collage thing too, I've put a few different photos yeah. and then in like one of the spots that where a photo goes i'll literally just put the the, the watermark on yeah. there i'm like eh, this will work good enough like, yeah hopefully i mean at least i try it yep. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um but yeah i think we pretty much covered a good good chunk yeah. of who beverly is <laughs> I, I feel like we could chat for a long time definitely <laughs> um i mean we we haven't seen each other in a little bit of time either mm -hmm. so um, we all need to like go out and grab some yeah. pizza or food or something like that. Soon. Something. Um, yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's usually just comic con. I mean, I mean, well, yeah, it's but... true. We, I've been wanting to do like, well, um... and your guys' Halloween parties and stuff like that, That's but you guys true. didn't do one last year. We haven't done one for a while because it. It takes me um, about a week to break everything down yeah. and then about two weeks to put everything back. So I lose about a month of, um, <laughs> of production. Production time. Yeah. But we recently moved. So um, I, I have a bigger sh shop now. That's public now? It is public now. Okay, because I was like, you just yes. said it. So yep, like, I did I was, say it, yep. That we was on lockdown moved. for me for like two months now. <laughs> it was, yeah. And we haven't really like said it. Yeah public you know i don't know it's we if just we just moved to, to a different spot so now i have a what's um, your exact at no yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's one two three four i'm not telling you street <laughs> i'm just kidding i'll tell you privately no i don't yeah it's just funny because you're actually on the the, right. the air you know right, right, right. no so. but it's it's really exciting uh we've got a i've got a new i've, I've been trying to set it up um and i have uh like twice as much space now so it's it's nice. really great and i can make a mess down there and i can make noise down there and i can record podcasts down there and i can record video down there without worrying about like people walking in the background just or randomly cutting noises across. yeah 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 <laughs> so it's i'm really super excited and brett has a space for um photography too so some stu like studio yeah not in your living room anymore exactly we don't have to move <laughs> furniture around anymore so it's gonna be really great 
That's awesome. I'm yeah, so happy for I'm you I'm excited. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, guys, if you've stayed with us this long, <laughs> um, be sure to head over to downincreativestudios.com. Uh, Beverly also is on Facebook for Down in Creative Studios, just Down in Creative Studios, yep. I believe. And SheProp, is SheProp on, is it a Facebook page that people can follow? I know you said you had the group. For, yeah, it's a, um, so there are two. Um, if you are just a fan of SheProp or whatever, I think I you can, it, yeah, maybe. you can find the page, SheProp the page, which is um, just SheProp on Facebook. And then if you would like to join us, it's, you can search for uh, SheProp Community. Community, okay. And then um, answer a couple questions, and we'll add you. Make sure you're not a robot. Yes. That's what we do exactly. for our Lord of the Rings costuming group. We had to put that on there because we were getting people trying to sell us sunglasses every other week for $19.99. Like, it's like, I'm like, this is not Middle Earth. I'm pretty sure the hobbits didn't walk into Mordor with these Ray-Bans on, you know? <laughs> um, you guys can also head over to Etsy. Um, yeah. Down in Creative Studio. There's no S on there. At least I didn't right. see an S. Yeah, um, and it's all one word. It's all one word. Etsy is weird. It but is. it's a place, yeah, I've got a lot of uh, cosplay templates. Some basics, which are pretty important that I think that everyone should have. Uh, there's a corset pattern and a helmet pattern for my Athena. And yeah, some other stuff on there too. Yeah, so good stuff. definitely head on over to all of those different places. Yeah. Follow all of the things on Facebook, Instagram. You said Twitter. Um I'm sure if you just popped on to her page or whatever, you could, if you have any questions for yeah. anything that people have, that are making, I mean, I'm sure you're more than willing to answer. <laughs> yes. Actually, I do. One of my things that I try to do, and I learned this from uh, someone a long time ago, I respond to messages and I try to do that the same day. And as long as I can do that, and as long as I have the time to do that, I will. So I've been helping a lot of people in the background, making their, their things and trying to help them out because yeah. they i the same thing happened for me so that's what i'm gonna give back to the community exactly yeah um well it's been awesome having you yeah. on our third ever episode <laughs> of our podcast thank um, you we had some like little filler episodes but yeah. we're just getting up and going um so thanks for coming on here and thanks talking cosplay me. and <laughs> um all the amazing things that you've made um you guys can follow us on facebook at weird leather and mead we're also on instagram and twitter uh you can hit up our website weirdleatherandmead.com we have all sorts of shirts uh some items on there etsy is obsidian crow leather it's my personal like leather brand that became the leather brand of the shop when we created this whole place um i'm trying to think of like what else to plug on here we've <laughs> been talking for a while yeah. um we have some mead coming out in january for anybody who's um excited about the mead uh the next big batch is due in january we don't have an exact date we are going to have a mead release day um with some other cool special surprises which i'll fill you in about Ooh. um before we Ooh, end this episode insider um, <laughs> I like it <laughs> uh, can't exactly announce it yet because we don't know if it's for sure gonna happen mm -hmm. um, but yeah thanks for uh, supporting our shop guys um, the podcast is a new way for us to create content for you guys um, just as an additional filler there's also a lot of like special like 
behind the scenes stuff um, in our Patreon group. Um, so if you head over to patreon.com slash weird leather mead, um, there's all sorts of cool perk rewards. You can get stuff shipped to your house every month, um, handmade items, you know, we got different reward tiers. It's kind of like a loot crate type thing. Oh, um, cool. All of the Patreon stuff really does help uh, with just with the overall functionality of our shop while we're trying to get all the mead stuff up and off the ground. Um, so the podcast is another way to give you guys a bunch of cool additional content um, regarding guests and questions. Sometimes if they're like with the with uh, Jesse Flower, we post it in there. We're like, all right, guys, you got any questions you want to add? And yeah, I'll just throw sure. it on there mm-hmm. in our Patreon backer group. Um, so yeah, that's just awesome. kind of Weird Crafts Chit Chat episode three. And uh, thanks for coming on, Beverly. <laughs> Thanks so for having me. Yeah.